Hi, good morning. This is Karen, aka Hippie Mama. I hope you all had a weekend and are doing well. We are going into the last full week of September. Cannot believe we're already getting ready to see October in just a couple of days, but that will be the case. So today we're going to pick up where we left off last week, and this is the uh, third part of a three-part series. So this is our final series uh, on prayer for our Bible study, and I hope you guys have your Bibles uh, every Monday. That is the plan, to come with your Bibles prepared uh, and ready to learn and hear the Word of God and, um, you know, hopefully answer some questions that you might have had or give you some areas where you can go to and read in order to learn more about our Savior. So we, got, we will start with the question of how often do we pray? And we're going to read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17 and again I am uh, working out of the new international version so the NIV and um, and so Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17 says pray continually that's it pray continually And so, what does the Bible mean when it says to pray continually? Well, my perspective about that statement means that we always need to be in prayer. I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory in a sense. Doesn't mean that you have to be down on your knees 24-7. No. Doesn't mean... um, You know, you can't have conversations with people because you're praying. No. But what it does mean is that we really, all the time, we need to be in prayer, right? We need to wake up saying a prayer. Lord, thank you for letting me wake up this morning. We need to uh, go about our daily habits and activities, but thanking God For the good and sometimes those bad times that come along. Because if you remember, um, and I don't know when I said it, but even the bad times are times that give us an opportunity to reflect, to uh, get closer to God, to pray for others, to pray for our our own needs, to praise God. Um, And so we need to utilize every single moment that we have to pray. And I think about that because even over the weekend, um, you know, I'm usually constantly working. I work literally, um, usually more than eight hours a day, up to about 10 hours a day, if not longer. And sometimes that can spill over to my weekends. So I don't even usually give myself a break on the weekends. But the one thing that I have noticed even more so now is that I am constantly 
talking to the Lord. I am constantly, you know, it's not me uh, getting up from my desk and getting on my knees. It's me maybe sitting at my desk and still talking to the Father. It's me when I'm having conversations with people. Um, I'm listening, but I'm also praying. And I may be praying for them. Uh, I may be praying for myself. uh, But regardless, I am still in a constant conversation with the Lord. And so over the weekend, I had dedicated to take that entire day off. I was like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to, you know, sit back and relax. And I uh, stayed in bed a little bit longer because I'm usually always up by 5, 5.30 um, recently. (laughs) And um, I just said, you know what, I need to take some time. But I took that time to just talk to God. Any time that I have quiet time, I take it and I talk to Him. But as I was sitting in my house on Saturday evening, um, I grabbed my Bible and I began reading my Bible because I am um, I'm seeking something from God, and I have talked to Him about it and uh, prayed about it, and there's something that I need Him to do for me. Uh, and so I began to read and just study the Word, and uh, you know. And even before I got to my Bible, my heart was on Jesus. My heart was telling me I needed to get up and I needed to go and I needed to just, you know, just go and have a conversation with him. I needed that. I needed to talk to him. He is my best friend. He is everything to me. And I turned to him a lot. So when we hear that question, what does the Bible mean when it says to pray continually? In my opinion, it means exactly what we just talked about. It just means you're constantly in communication with the Father. Okay, now we're going to go to um, prayer and anxiety. So how many of us have felt anxious, whether you feel anxious now, whether you felt anxious before, at some point in your life, does it happen to you often? Do you feel like um, it's just something that you really can't control? Do you do you feel nervous a lot of times? Is there a lot of things going on inside that makes you feel uh, anxious? So if it is, this is going to be a really good scripture. And if you can remember... Uh, We did read this scripture last week. It is uh, Philippians chapter 4, and it's verse 6 through 7. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. As we exercise the privilege of prayer, what does God do about our anxiety? What do you think he does? So if you're a normally a very anxious person and you begin or you start praying and meditating, 
do you ever notice a change? Do you still always feel very anxious? You know, God told us that he does not give us the spirit of fear. So this fear or anxiety that we're having, we first of all need to recognize that this is not coming from God. This is coming from the enemy. This is coming from, you know, um, our self-talk uh, of whatever that fear is that is is manifesting. And so we have to be aware of that. That's the first thing that we need to do is be aware that when we feel anxious or nervous or scared, afraid, fearful, that is not God. That is not his spirit that he is giving to you. And, you know, I can tell you, I have been anxious before. Uh, I've, you know, I find myself sometimes even now feeling anxious. And I know that that is not the spirit of my father. That is, uh, you know, the enemy trying to make me look at the surroundings that, I'm, that I am faced with or I'm in and to use that as uh, a target or as uh, a, a, a starting point where, you know, he can get me off of my game. Um, so we have to really think about that. And so what I would ask you to do if this is something that is uh, affecting you, is to think about how this um, has worked in your life as far as the anxiety, and then how did you work through that anxiety? What did you do to overcome it? One suggestion that I can give you, that I can promise you it does work. Now, because we are human, what I will also tell you is that it's probably not going to be the last time that you feel anxious, okay? Because it comes up through so many different things in our lives. We might get over what we were initially feeling anxious about, but then there's always something else. And the reason there's always something else is because the enemy wants you to get into a state where your mind does not function the way that it was meant to function. And the way it was meant to function was in a a state of peace, a state of, of knowing who you are. And, um, but it's okay when those times happen and, and you kind of get off track because we all do. What we have to do is we have to go back and we have to keep praying. We just have to keep praying that God will deliver us from what we're going through and that he will give us the strength. Because what did he say? Let the weak say, I am strong. And so that's what we have to remember when those times come and they will, we just have to remember his words. And again, that's why it's so very important that we read the word and that we get into the word and we know it so that we can call on those verses when we need it. Because the enemy is always on his game. Let me tell you, he does not take a break. He is 100 percent seven days a week, 365 days out of a year, or four, 364, however people may want to see this, uh, he's always on his game. And, and he's not going to stop. And if he knows that that's where your weakness is, if he knows that this is where you struggle with anxiety or fear, he's just going to give you more and more and more of it until you just start 
praying and believing and asking God to deliver you from that. And, you know, Father, you know, help me. Help me because I am weak, but you are strong and he will. That's a promise. Okay, then we're going to go to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And that's really what I just described um, right before I read that chap- that verse. And why should we cast our troubles on him? Why? Right there, because he cares. And he said, you do not have to bear your burdens alone. I believe there was a song about that. Why must I bear? No. I do not have to bear my, yeah, I believe there was a song. I can't think of it right now off the top of my head, but um, I don't know if you guys remember, I'm sure, because it's so iconic, it's classic, where you see um, two sets of footprints in the sand, and then you only see one, and that's whenever that poem or that, that little writing is saying, I, you know, that's whenever Jesus carried you. He picked you up because you couldn't keep on going at it. But he was walking with you the entire time that you might have said, well, I got this, God. I got it. I can handle it. You know, but he was still walking right there by your side. But then there was a point when you just couldn't carry on anymore. And what did he do? And why was there only one set of footprints in the sand? It's because he carried you. He picked you up when you could not keep on. He picked you up and he carried us. So cast all of your anxiety, no matter what it is. And I know that there are a lot of people right now that are going through a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, 2020 has been a really rough year for a lot of people. Okay. It's been hard. Um, there have been things done and said that it's tried to really just destroy mankind. And uh, a lot of us got wrapped up into all of the negative uh, talk that was going on in the media uh, or in the, the papers or on social media, whatever. Uh, it, it just got very overwhelming for a lot of people. And a lot of people became very anxious and burdened. And instead of them, you know, giving those burdens or those fears to God, they have tried to carry them on their on their own. And we are just not equipped to carry the burdens that this world wants to, to place on our shoulders. We're not equipped to do that. That is why Jesus sent us the Comforter, the Spirit of God. That is why he sent that's the spirit to us so that we would have that comfort so we wouldn't have to feel anxious or worry um but we still do and he knew that we would even though he he gave us the comforter jesus knew that we would still worry that we would still feel like things were out of control but he's telling us because i care for you give it give it all to me just give it to me and when you give it to me one thing that i've always used to hear my mother say is that when you give God something, 
you leave it there. You don't go back to the altar and you pick it up because it's maybe not going fast enough for you. It's not, he's not working at your speed. No, we should always want God to do things at his own speed because it's way, way faster than ours. And even though we think when we say fast, we're like, oh, I want it right now. When he says fast, it's been done like years down the road, weeks down the road, but we can't see it, but it's already done. So see, the minute that you go to him and the minute that you give him whatever it is that it that's going on, whether it's um, uh, anxiety, whether it's financial, whether it's a relationship, whether it's family, God has already answered that prayer. God has already delivered you from that thing that you needed to be delivered from. But we have to do whatever work it is that we need to do, but we also need to be patient, but we also need to leave it when we give it. We can't go and give him this or give him something and then we take it back in a day or two or we take it back in a week or a month or two. No, that is not how you give your burdens, your anxieties, your fears, your your wants, your desires. That is not how you give things to God because if we constantly give him something and then we're taking it back, Basically, what we're saying is, God, you can't handle what I'm trying to give to you. And we all know that that's just not true. We know that God can handle even way far more than what we can even think that we should give him. So one of the things that I do when I talk to him is I said, you know, Lord, I don't know what to ask you for. I don't know what to pray for, but you know what I need. You know what's going on. And I may be asking for something that I don't need. I may be asking you to do something that is going to cause me a lot of grief and pain down the road. And I don't want to go through that. And I'm not saying that, you know, if we say, Lord, we don't want to go through nothing difficult, that that's not going to happen because we all know he never told us this was going to be an easy life. He said that if he was persecuted and hated, we would also be persecuted and hated too, okay? So that's just that's just the fact of life, right? Um, but we have to learn how to um, how to give give it and leave it. That's what we need to learn. So you know, think about these questions, think about the things that we talked about today. Um, I saw one thing and and my eyes just keep going to it. So I do want to read this to you as I close out. Uh, It's uh, Philippians 3 chapter. uh, Yeah, Philippians 3 verse 18. And it says, For as I have often told you before and now tell you again, even with tears, many many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. So... That was the Apostle Paul talking to the church um, and just kind of telling them that, um, you know, there are still lots of people who don't believe in God, who don't honor uh, what he, who he is, what he did. Um, But, you know, those folks, we we pray for or we just let them go you know you you 
you can only do so much and uh, some people may not hear the word because they're not meant to hear it. You know, even though everybody will have an opportunity to, doesn't mean that it is for everyone. So on that note, guys, that concludes our three-part series on prayer. I hope that it has been a blessing to each of you who have followed along um, these last three Mondays. Um, they, it's helped. It's it gave you some Bible verses that you can go to and read. Um, I always, always love to hear feedback. Um, and we will definitely continue on. I'm not sure what our next Bible study will be. You know how I am. <laughs> sometimes I have it in my head. Sometimes I don't. But um, next week we'll, we'll get back together and we will have another discussion. But until then, guys, be blessed. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. You know, be kind to each other and be kind to yourself. And remember, always have a conversation with God. Always continually pray. Do not stop praying. And like I said, doesn't mean you can't go about your day and do everything that you normally do. Because uh, you can. But just stay in prayer. Stay in prayer and know that you can cast your anxieties, your burdens, your fears on God that he will carry you. He will take you when you can't take yourself. And uh, you're not alone in this walk. You're not alone in this world. You may feel alone, but you are not alone. God is always walking beside us. He is always there to catch us when we can't walk, when we become so tired and weary. He is always there to pick us up and take that load. So have a great night's sleep, and I will be back with you tomorrow. And as a matter of fact, um, I was uh, tomorrow will be a, a very interesting um, podcast. I uh, recorded it over the weekend with a guest speaker, so I do hope you guys join us tomorrow for that. And um, I look forward to speaking with you later. All right, take care, guys. Bye.